Mike Wimacher with you here on this Friday morning, December 15th, just 10 days till Christmas. Joined now by Johnny Molson. Good morning, Johnny. Hello. Do you have uh, all your holiday decorations up? No. I assume. No, none of them? <laughs> I assume. I assume. There's only 10 days till Christmas. Nah. I don't even have a Christmas tree, so I can't really yeah. talk. No, I don't, I don't either. Um, and I was thinking about, I went to see if there was any compelling artificial ones out there. We had that discussion earlier this week of, of fake versus artificial. Which is, you know, not my favorite choice. I'd I rather, mean, real rather, versus artificial. I said fake versus artificial, the same thing, but continue. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but continue. So you're looking at the artificials. Yeah, and I and and I, I went around and looked at some and nothing really. Well, I mean, it was either like, eh, here's an okay one for 120 bucks, or here's like an amazing one for $850. It's like, I'm not going to spend $50. Is it amazing how far they've come, though? Yeah, they, Do, yeah they're pretty I good mean, I mean, when I, fir- I remember when I first was growing up, we, we've always, growing up, we always had artificial ones. And I remember the first ones that we had was just awful. Like, I remember as a kid, it was just, it was like plastic. And it just looked terrible. But as the years went on, you know, you're like, that actually kind of looks pretty good. Yeah, somebody along the way realized nature doesn't make trees that are perfectly triangular. (laughs) Correct, yeah. And absolutely perfectly quaffed. You know, there's always a little wabi-sabi going on. There's always something a little out out of place. And and I think that's the allure of the real tree, too, of you have to find the one that's like, well... The one side is wonky, but we shove it in the corner, right. and no one will see that it's side. It's got personality. Right, exactly. Um, smells nice, and the cat climbs in there, and everything else. There's a somebody, somebody on Instagram that my wife follows has a pet raccoon that they, they can't... That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and a they, terrible idea. And they complain when they have their real tree that the raccoon immediately wants to run in and be inside the Christmas yeah, tree. Because it's a raccoon. That's, that's natural habitat. That's what it does. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Christmas trees, uh, there's this former law enforcement officer known as the quote-unquote human lie detector. Yep. And apparently she's developed a human profile for a range of popular Christmas tree styles. So we'll go over a couple of those okay. and, and, and what it uh, what she says it means. Uh, she says, a tree too big for the room is a, a person who gets a tree that's too big for the room is overly ambitious and grand. They are big risk takers and they tend to want to go overboard with things. Okay. I think that's it's, it's of, also possible that they just don't have very good spatial relations. Oh, I'm terrible at that. That they just can't quite picture what it might look like in their house. Yeah, no, I can't do that. My my father-in-law is fantastic mm-hmm. at that. He can he can do that right away. The real trees, they say the people that choose real classic trees tend to be very traditionalist. Okay. Their Christmas is often the same year in and year out, such as presents under the tree on Christmas Eve. Some people sometimes often open some presents on Christmas Eve, but that would be abhorrent to traditionalists. They want just, it goes under, they go under the tree on Christmas Eve and they get uh, opened on Christmas Day. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of work. Uh, The contemporary touch, they say when Christmas decorations take on a contemporary feel, these people tend to think they've got a lot of class. (laughs) I, the people who try to follow the trends for Christmas, that's got, that's exceedingly difficult. I think when it comes to Christmas decorating, there's nothing wrong with following tradition. It's easy. It's much simpler. When you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and keep up with the times, that's a lot of money you're spending on decorations, right? Yeah, absolutely. It just it doesn't have any appeal to me. Here's what they say about people with the artificial tree. They say those who tend to choose an artificial Christmas tree are very methodical, procedural, and specific. Yeah, it's a very pragmatic purchase. Yeah, they say getting their decorations out of the loft or storage is almost a military operation, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, you want it to be a you want it to be a ceremony. You want it to be yeah. a special thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember, and it was kind of a process. We would always put it up in the attic, the mm-hmm. fake tree that we had, and it was part of a process. But then, you know, once you got it all put together. It was very traditional in putting the ornaments on. It wasn't like the ornaments were going the same place all the time. Did you have a specific ornament at all that would always have to be in the tree? That like somebody in the family, every every family member had like one ornament that they loved that every year would have a special place of prominence. Did you have that at all? Probably. I can't think of what it is right now. My, um, my dad had an old like uh, altar boy ornament that... For years, my dad had no care to get the tree down. He had no care to decorate it. But if that altar boy, he could he could pick out when that sob wasn't <laughs> on the tree. Like he'd look at him, and be like, "Hey, where's the altar boy?" Be like, "Well, what do you mean? It goes right here in a place of prominence." An altar boy ornament. Yes, 
It would. Yeah. So it, it's so it basically it's just a boy. <laughs> A boy with a, a boy rope. with a dress on. A boy with a dress on. But for some reason, it, huh. I, I don't know if it's because he got it from like his grandmother or yeah, possibly. He, he never really said the specificity of why it was so important to him. Yeah. But a man who could give a damn about any decoration right. in the entire home could take one look at this tree filled with a myriad of other ornaments and go, where's the altar boy? Yeah. And then get mad <laughs> that the altar boy wasn't where it needed to be. I'll be damned. The altar boy had to be front and center, right on the second tier underneath the tree topper. Yeah. It better have been there. I guess my thing is, I like the tree being up. I don't like the process of putting the tree up. Yeah, I mean... I think that's my problem. I think that's where I get stuck. Even if you go with real tree, Mm -hmm. that's a process, too. I didn't realize all that goes into real treedom until we got our first Christmas tree together, the wife and I, because she was firmly camp real tree. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's get our... She's like... She gave me that look of, like, when you try to pass off cheese nips as cheese its (laughs) She gave me that look, and I was just like, okay. And then you have to to find the tree, first of all. And then you got to, like, cut part of it off. Then you got to let it out in the garage for a little bit, soak up some water. Then you bring it back in. Then you make sure it gets well. It's a process, man. There are still from last year's Christmas tree. Every once in a while, I will find <laughs> the needle. A, yeah, just a little clump of needles that wasn't there two days ago. It's like where? How is it still falling off of the, the tree that isn't here? And you do have a pet. You have the. You have the he cat. Didn't, no, he didn't care. No, no. He's uh, afraid of everything. See, when I had a Christmas tree, when it was artificial, only a smaller Christmas tree in my apartment before I was married. The cat would just knock that thing down mm-hmm. all the time. No, won't even go. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky. Won't even go near it. It's a monster to him. <laughs> ah! So there you go. That's just some of the uh, the hot takes from the human lie detector when it comes to your tree. We'll take a break. We come back. We'll talk. Chris, <laughs> those were some hot takes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were. Aren't People they? Are riled up right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Ah, how dare you? I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. That's that's what we do. We push your buttons in the morning. Uh, when we come back after this quick news break, we'll talk about Christmas disappointments. If there ever was a time growing up, or even... All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon? Okay. I play this. Okay. The Chipmunks okay, Christmas song because... It leads into our next topic okay. of biggest Christmas disappointments at 217-629-7970. I'm disappointed you're playing this song. Why? You just you not like the chipmunks? Yeah, I don't like the chipmunks. <sighs> that's, sorry. That's upsetting. But anyway, uh, the reason why I chose that song leading into this conversation to share with us, th- that has there ever been a Christmas where there was something on your list that you really, really wanted that you ended up not getting? And how did you deal with that at 217-629-7970? I play the chipmunks because when I was, I think, probably six or seven, which is the age in which you would like the chipmunks. Sure. You eventually grow out of it, right? right? I wanted the chipmunks album so bad. Like, it was, like, number one on my list. And what I, and my aunt apparently had told my mother that she would take care of it. She's like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I'll take care of it. So Christmas comes, no Chipmunks album, no Chipmunks album, no Chipmunks album. Finally get to the gift from my aunt, who had said, I've got this. Yeah. So I, I got, it looks like a cassette, and I'm shaking it like, oh, it's a cassette, this is going to be great, it's going to be, it's got to be the chip. like, I can't live with a disappointment. And so I unwrap it, and it's the Happy Hamsters. No. And That's different. But to them, it was the same. (laughs) And I looked at it with disgust and disdain. And I'm like, happy hamsters. They're like, well, it's just like the chipmunks. They they sing kind of the same way. No, they are not. In what universe and world is the happy hamsters the same as Alvin and the chipmunks? Man, I was so peeved. And I can't tell you how much I love that you're still carrying this. That's (laughs) Yes, almost 40 years later, I still, to this day, remember the disdain I have. Amazing. Hi, you're on WMAY. Well, I'm carrying one, too, for about 45 years, and I bring it up every year. All right, I love it. Lay it on us. When I was when I was probably seven years old, Star Wars had came out, and I got, my parents got me this Death Star playset for the Star Wars action figures that had the trash compactor with the monster in it. Yes. And everything. And I, that's all I wanted. I wanted it so bad. 
Well, we got it. I got it. I opened it up. I was so excited. I was putting it together, and it was broken. Oh, no. So, so my mom, we took it back to J.C. Penney's where she bought it. Well, they didn't have any more, so I never got another one. Oh, so I and they just physically dropped it? had my hands on it. But then it was taken away. Oh, my God. And they uh, never got another one in that, that you can never exchange? Never, oh, my God. I never got one. I would have brought so that every week the on the week. I wow. I bring it up every year when I'm opening presents. Oh. <laughs> to this day, and I'm 53 years old. Somebody <laughs> somebody who loves you needs to be looking on yes, eBay for yes, that. Yeah, somebody go on eBay. Get this man his Death Star. Oh, my God. That is, you know what? The happy hamsters are actually a happy story compared to yours. Yeah. Traumatizing. I had it in my hand. Oh, it was gone. Thank All you. Right. Thank you very much for the phone call. And I, I hope you get that Death Star at some point. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. We what are talking. pains are you still carrying? Exactly. What Decades later. What Christmas burdens are you carrying? Unload them here today on the program. I wish I had a story. I, you know, I know there were Christmases where it was, it was clothes heavy. Oh, okay. You know, and so I didn't have the right to be upset, but disappointed for sure. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Disappointment. Although, like I said, mine is burgeoning on uh, an internal rage. Yeah, you need to see a therapist. This is the most upset I've been on this show in a very long time. Hi, on WMAY. When I was seven, all year I wanted this electric race car set with the controls. Mm-hmm. And come Christmas morning, my mom made a mistake and gave it to my older brother. Whoa! Oh, 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 oh. Man, I was so no. mad. I now come once I spent Christmas in my room all day, only allowed to come out. When he went in to get a drink, and he wouldn't even let me touch it. He kept teasing me, two years older than me. So he, when he went in to get a drink, I grabbed the cars, opened the door, <laughs> chucked him in a foot. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? No, I mean your brother's no, yeah. a bastard. You, yeah, you yeah, exactly. That. He deserved that. Yeah. He deserved every part of that. That's Absolutely. terrible. What did he they... didn't even want it, and he knew I wanted that so bad. He <laughs> oh, was just gloating and teasing me. Uh, did you ever ask your your parents? Was it a mistake? Should have should it have been mine. You just put the wrong name on it. Yeah, years later they admit it. She admitted it. Oh, that they they made a mistake. That they made a mistake. And then what even was worse, he won an Atari twenty six hundred. He got that, the games he wanted, oh. and all I wanted was that car track. Wow. Wow. And by the way, you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just appreciate go and put all the salt in the exactly. wound. I appreciate the phone call. That's awful. I We had that situation one year where parents got confused because it was just me and my sister. So it was one side of the tree was my sister's side, and one side of the tree was my side. Okay. And it was the year that I wanted a Nintendo, right? And I wanted the upgrade from the Atari 2600 to Nintendo. And that particular year, I walk out to the tree, and the Nintendo, like, my parents got confused. My mom forgot whose was what side. Right. So on my sister's side of the tree was a Nintendo a couple of games and G.I. Joe's, and on my side were the dolls and everything else. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I think I think Santa or, you know, whatever, had a little bit of a mix-up here. I go to wake my sister up to show her the tree, and I'm like, hey, you're going to notice something. And, it's, <laughs> and so, she, so she gets out to the tree, and she goes, wow, look at my Nintendo. Wow. And I was, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm the older sibling. We all know that they just messed up. She's like, I don't know. Santa doesn't mess up. <laughs> rules are rules. Exactly. Dem this be, is my side. Them be the brakes. Good luck playing my Nintendo <laughs> yeah, today. I'm building a wall. Exactly. So mom had to come out and be like, uh, no, Santa was a little bit confused. Right. Uh, th this is the way it should be. Everyone go back to bed and we'll reshuffle the deck. Did she do the thing where she faked a phone call from Santa? Ring, ring, hello. Oh, hi, Santa. Picked up a banana oh, to her ears. You screwed up? Uh, that figures. Okay, I'll tell Michael. Yeah, exactly. Bye-bye now. We realize how busy you are on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's easy to get confused at your old age. Thank you. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi. Um, for me, it was uh, my brother and I really wanted the Rat Patrol figures. Okay. Okay. Problem was, we got them and found out after we got them that they were 
like three inches shorter than all the G.I. Joes that my buddies had. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, for some reason, the, the nine-inch characters were now six inches, and so anytime I took my Rat Patrol Jeep and uh, figurines and everything to go play with my buddies, they always laughed and thought, well, mine is bigger than yours. It can beat you guys. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you walk in undersized. That's not good. Appreciate the phone call. Hi, on WMAY. Hey, good morning. I got I got another one that was <laughs> kind of funny looking back. Um, this happened in the uh, mid-70s, late-70s. My parents had some really uh, close friends. We traveled, went on vacations. They're always practical jokers. They, you know, joking back and forth. You know, the fake puke, the fake poo, all that funny, getting corny <laughs> gag stuff, right? Well, I share the same name with my father. And one more, you know, we did the morning thing where dad would hand out the Christmas gifts, you know, and, you know, we'd, he'd hand them to, to me and my brother, depending on the name on there, right? Well, one gift comes up, right? My parents are dumbfounded. They're kind of looking at each other like, you know, hindsight, like, and they're like, who put this here? You know, you rat? You know, they're looking at each other. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. Who, who, you know, who put the gift there? You know, who, you know, you can see it in their face. But anyway, they, they hand it to me because, of course, I share the same, same name, name. Her, you know. And I'm just, you know, eager just to rip this thing apart and see what's in there, you know. And, Rip it open. <laughs> they had wrapped some old dried up cat turds in there. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's that's some hardcore goofing on people Jeez. right there. Oh, to dude. take the time my to parents... put that in a box and wrap it up. Oh, I I bald. You know, like <laughs> oh no. Oh, I, I, you know I'm young at this time. This you isn't know, funny. I don't get the gag. I'm thinking Santa left me poo. All right. You because know, it said. Said to our name from Santa. Oh you know, no, from parents. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, like Santa's name in vain. Said it would say our name yeah. from Santa. You know. <sighs> so yeah, that was a childhood memory. Looking back, it was it's hilarious, and it was funny between you know the parents that you know they had a gag, you know, even though it went to the wrong child, um, <laughs> or wrong person. Right. So yeah, you know it, it it was it's funny memories now, but yeah, for a child to wake up and get yeah, it's like oh Rudolph gave me a present as well. I guess I didn't leave him a carrot, so he <laughs> he left me a little carrot, a little bit of the reindeer turd. So look at that. I appreciate the Thank the you. phone calls and sharing of the stories, and I hope you were able to unburden yourself like I was. Although I don't think to this day, uh, until the day I'm on my deathbed i think the happy hamster thing will stick with me that's brutal man i think i don't know man i think i'm i think i'm too catholic to be disappointed i think i'm supposed to you know be happy with what i have because some kids don't have any you know the whole the whole guilt thing yes i'm right there with you i'm as catholic as the next person yeah. but when it comes to the chipmunks and the happy I know, there's a definitive difference between i would have rather have not gotten it at all and just been i just didn't get it that year because i would have had that whole feeling of i'm just happy with what i have but to be given a well, lesser i think there was also for you probably the not just the disappointment in the gift itself but the disappointment in knowing your aunt had such crappy taste yes well just didn't was not savvy enough to figure this out on her own and the fact that she told my mom i've got this <laughs> well, i would have had the chipmunks had mom been in charge but no i have i've got this claudia i'll take care of it happy freaking <laughs> Along with Johnny Molson here on this Friday morning, December 15th. Thanks for starting your morning out with us. 217-629-7970. I'm glad we're able to unburden some people of things and grudges they've been holding for years when it comes to your Christmas disappointment. If you don't want to disappointment the little ones this year, I do have the list of the hottest toys for 2023. Okay. I'm not going to go through all 46 of them that the Today Show, but I'll, I'll hit some highlights and you can kind of judge. I'll say what the product is. Okay. And then you can give the thumbs up or thumbs down. And I want to hear from you, uh, the listener, 217-629-7970, if you've been out and about trying to find these and are they sold out or not. Because a lot of times when you get to this point in the shopping cycle, if there's the hottest toy, it may be off the shelves by now. They start with the uh, best for babies. They have the My Little Food Truck playset. <laughs> <laughs> they say this phone playset provides babies with a multi-century experience. Uh, each figurine has a different internal texture and sounds, including a taco that crinkles, a burger that squeaks, and so forth. 
but the truck itself, the best part, designed as a storage space for all the accessories to fit inside. So my little food truck. Sounds like a toy for babies who have goatees, uh, skinny jeans, and a pork pie hat and live in Austin. <laughs> and an awesome mustache. <laughs> it's an ironic baby. <laughs> By the way, all our food is vegan. Yeah. Yeah, just I so only you know. eat at food trucks because <laughs> it's more closer to the actual chef than the... And you can never find your baby unless you're uh, on an app right. that, that, that you get a different, like, secret text, that kind of stuff. Uh, up next for babies, here's another good one for hipster babies. The Mix and Learn DJ table with smart stages learning oh, and activities. It's a, D- cool. it's a DJ <laughs> mixing booth. I would have loved that. Yeah, it's uh, the, it uh, grows with your child, the best for babies. Babies and toddlers, the table legs can be attached once they're ready to stand. Give them access to hundreds of songs, multiple piano keys, and a a mini spin table that lights up and teaches them about color, shapes, sounds, and numbers. Hell yeah. That's that's a great toy. That's a great toy. Yeah, I I love that. They're dropping beats. Your baby's dropping beats like, hey, ready for it? Everybody cry. I want to get one now just for me. I hope it has a wham, wham, wham. I know. That sounds great. Uh, best for toddlers, they have the Crayola three-wheel kick scooter. Uh, the scooter is just as bright and colorful as their personality. There's a carrying pouch to store their Crayola crayons and other accessories, mm-hmm. an adjustable handlebar, and white LED lights that light up whenever it's in motion. That's for toddlers. We're going, that. going through the hottest toys of 2023. I'd like to hear people if, uh, you know, if there's something your kid is just... Joe's for yeah, what, what's the big one in Springfield that people are digging? Yeah, uh, Mega Blocks Musical Farm Band. What's this? Um, yeah. What? Um, so Mega Blocks, which is yeah. kind of like, kind of like uh, Legos, obviously, but it's a musical farm band. It's a century building toy filled with various farm animals that your little ones can build themselves, including a pig symbol, a cow drum, chicken rattle, and five musical others. They can join in with the band and use the six musical sheets to guide them or build a bigger set by combining other mega blocks. I'm confused. I have no There's idea. There's no way a four-year-old is going to be able to figure that out. First, they have to build it and then figure out how to play the pig symbol, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. I think that leads to pig abuse. Uh, they go to a petting zoo and they see a pig yeah. and they just start banging it. This like, is an make- overly complicated toy. I don't yeah, like that. I, I got no use for that. Uh, they move on to best for big kids. They have a Clixo Ocean Creatures Pack. Bring ocean creatures to life with this lightweight and reusable building set. The plaque, uh, pack includes 24 pieces of fins, tentacles, and more. They'll be transformed into 3D underwater animals. Hmm. All right. They can be bended and twisted in whatever direction and shape they desire. Plus, they glow in the dark. I don't know. I was one of those kids. I'm not going to lie to you. I was one of those kids that... If I had to build it, I was I was over it before it even began. Oh, really? If it was work intensive to get to the actual toy part, I was like, I'm out. Okay. I, I had no I, patience for that. I loved Legos and girder things and, you know. Tinker toys yeah, and everything else. Yeah, that was yeah. no use Lincoln for me. Lincoln logs. Yeah. Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex action figure also. The Jurassic uh, World Fierce Changers. Chase and Roar, Roar Dino, Tyrannosaurus. Good Lord, there's a lot of the words there. <laughs> I tell you, uh, dinosaurs have never gone out of style. No, dinosaurs are always a good bet. Yeah. No, next on the list, and, and those were like just the, kind of the top for each kind of age mm-hmm. group. Next on the list is a per- one. She's not listening because they live in the Quad Cities. And if she's listening online, she should be in school. Well, getting close to being in school. But I got this for one of my goddaughters. It's the Bitsy Interactive Toy Digital Pet and Case. What is this? Uh, even though this pick is digital, your kiddo will still be able to touch and feel this hot holiday toy. As your little one swipes, tilts, shakes, and touches this little pet, it will grow from a baby to an adult. So huh. it's a, it's kind of like, uh, what were those things that, that, that was, you had? I was yeah, just yeah. trying to think of the, yeah, the you know, Takanami. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Chukanuva or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yama, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yes. Oh, oh, thank God. Yes. Uh, the Tamagotchi. It's basically. That's the same tower that was in Die Hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's when Hans Gruber falls off the Tamagotchi <laughs> tower because his yeah. digital pet threw him off the right, roof okay. for not feeding him. I remember now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> this basically is like that, but it's uh, the 21st century century version of it and it kind of okay. changes and morphs as it goes that's one of the things that was on her list so i was like all right i'll get that for her here's one that i don't think i can say the name of as far as the hottest toy 
but the Air Hogs Zero Gravity Sprint RC car. <laughs> I don't think I can say Air Hogs. Yeah. They say this isn't your average remote control car. While kids can send it zooming across floors like they would a regular race car, they can also extend their range and drive it up walls or even on the ceiling. Damn. What in the hell? Why didn't that? What was I it? want one. I want one right now. Once again, that's the Air Hogs Zero Gravity Sprint RC car. That sounds amazing. It also sounds like fraught with peril of parents being upset that it's driving on the walls, but you don't buy a kid a car that can drive on the walls and then not drive it on the walls. Right, it crashes into the ceiling fan. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, a Furby still makes a list. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's some of the other ones. The Dog E Interactive Robot Dog is another one that's on there. Uh, and then they, the list goes on and on. And this is cool because I think there is a perception out there that everything kids do is just it's on a phone or on a on a computer and nothing else matters. But they, people they're still digging actual physical 3D toys, and I think that's neat. Yeah, I think it's cool that you know some of the classics are still on the list as well, which is actually really cool. I love one of them on there, the toy shopping cart, another one that's never gone out of style. Yeah, all the kids have uh, have that. A lot um, more. Yeah, exactly. There also is now, it's it's this interesting thing where it's a, and I saw this and my nephew wants one or they got him one. It's this little cube that's a speaker and you can buy different figures that you put on top of it and then it tells the st- a story oh. about that figure. So, for instance, you buy it and you put a Moana figure yeah. on it, and, and it, it next thing you know, it starts reading the story of Moana, and it comes with a book that goes along with it, yeah. which is kind of a cool kind of feature. Can you put anything on it? Can you put like a, if you put a quarter on it, will it tell you a George Washington story? <laughs> you or put any, a penny on it, anything? and it says, save a penny. That, yeah, I'm, you probably could do that. Yeah, that's cool. Also, you could put your cell phone on it, and it will play the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Maybe not great for your child, though. I will say that. Uh, also on the list, really quick, I saw this one uh, at Kohl's recently, the Mickey Mouse E-I-E-I-O singing and dancing plush. He's dressed like a farmer and he flaps his, it does all the the things like with a buck butt. Oh. oh my God, it's fantastic. I almost thought about buying one of those, but I think what we need to do. Good toy year. Exactly. Both by the ear hogs yeah. and then we will film a ceiling. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson here with you this morning on this Friday, December 15th. Thanks for choosing to start your morning with us. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Christmas traditions. I want to hear from you what are some of yours because according to a new poll of 2,000 parents, which we always disclaimer, it's it's hard to extrapolate that out to everybody. You but don't the- trust polls? Uh, I mean, they're trying to get a snap. Are you, are you that person? No, they're trying to get. They try to get a snapshot. They do the it's best they can. Control from the deep state. What are you saying? Mike? Yeah, yeah. The Illuminati runs all okay. of it. Uh, anyway, long story short is most parents believe their kids quote need to follow the same holiday traditions they grew up with. So it's important to them to whatever they did as a child to make sure the kid does the same thing. Well, that's the definition of a tradition. Yes, 78% of parents believe it's important to share traditions they grow up practicing with their own children, and for 73% of them, giving gifts to their children is a large part of their holiday tradition, which it should be. Yes. That's part of it. Although, I will say, and we've had this discussion before, um, in my family, there wasn't the delineation between Santa and parents. It was just all Santa. I see. And it was never, and I never questioned that. But then as I, as I grew up and got older and, you know, talked to other people, they're like, oh, no, no, no. There was, you know, you're like, your parents never got you gifts? And I was like, well, I just assumed they were, they were in on it, that they, yeah. that, that they had helped. It wasn't like a separate from them. Early on, kind of like a CSI Miami episode, I noticed that Santa's handwriting was identical to my mother's. Is that always? There's, yeah, I mean yeah. that was the giveaway. Yeah, for me it was stickers. I called her on it. What was the? What was the? She said Santa sometimes needs some help yes, wrapping gifts. Exactly. Which is crap. <laughs> Santa needs help. He's got elves. He's got an entire <laughs> workforce that just works for cookies. Like, oh, he's overworked this year. Yeah, week. exactly. Uh, I had mom. the same. I had the same kind of situation. I was kind of CSI detective work. It wasn't handwriting. It was. I had noticed. Over, over price tags, like the oh, yeah. like the price sticker. Why would there be price tags again? Well, there was a Christmas sticker that was put over those to make sure I didn't know how much things cost, as if I would have done math. And, and as a that kid. it came from a store, right? Exactly. But I noticed that those exact stickers 
were right there on the living room table. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's odd. And it's kind of the same. <laughs> Santa left his garbage behind. <laughs> right, exactly. I was, I was like, jeez, like, clean up after yourself. And that's, I got, Wipe your boots when you come down the chimney, for God's sake. I got sakes. the same kind of explanation of, well, you know, Santa needed help, and, he, you know, he's, he's <laughs> eating the cookies, but sometimes he leaves things behind other than presents. And I was like, I don't know about all this. Yeah. But 217-629-7970, what are some of your uh, holiday traditions? Uh, they say over half of parents who celebrate Christmas so they start placing gifts under the tree Two weeks in advance. That's a lot of temptation, isn't it? I don't know. I think we always had presents hanging out there. I mean, yeah, that's you just you shake them, you walk by, you kick them a little bit. We had no. Well, it goes back. You to, hold them up to the light and see if you can see through the I, we wrapping. Had, the only presents we had under the tree before actual Christmas was presents that were sent through the mail. I see. Because I think it goes because back. Santa needs help. Yes. Well, partly because I think it goes back to, and this is a big debate that I also get into, like. When I, as I grew up and started talking more people about Christmas, my Christmas was vastly different than the majority of people's because none of the Santa presents were wrapped. They yeah, just yeah, we did that too. They just showed up under the tree, so yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, be yeah. they wouldn't be under the tree beforehand. It'd just be from other people. Forty six percent said gifts are more exciting to them now than they were when they were kids. Twenty five percent said they're just excited now as in their childhood, and seventy seven percent of parents agreed the holiday season is just as magical now as it was when they were kids. I'd uh, back that. Yeah, the survey found that during the holiday season, 56% look forward to spending time with their family and friends. 17% say they also look forward to gift shopping, either for themselves or for others. And 42% spend the most amount of time uh, shopping for gifts during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, 52% spent the most on gifting for others, while 34% spent most on gifting themselves. 78% get drunk on eggnog and bourbon. Yeah, that's the other part of the tradition. <laughs> I, was, I was talking earlier in the 6 o'clock hour of, you know, what are you having for the Christmas Day meal? Mm-hmm. Was there a traditional, like, thing you would... Because, like, it fluctuated in my family. Like, it was ham sometimes, then sometimes it was turkey. Like, I don't yeah. really recall what was the tradition. Ham and or turkey was usually what was going on. Um... Yeah. Because I can't really and nobody wants to, you know, when you're a kid, the last thing you want to do is stop and eat food. Yeah. <laughs> that you, just wanna, you just want to play. Yeah, you want to play hard just all day. And were you allowed to have some of the candy from your stocking before any of your meals? Was that allowed at all? Or? Um, yeah, I don't, I, hmm, that's a good question. I don't remember there being, I don't remember the candy being a big deal in the stocking. It was just sort of a, it was an accessory. Yeah, it was, but I mean, were you allowed to eat it though? Because like uh, we would get it, and then you'd want to. As a kid, you're like, oh my god, it's like six in the morning. I need candy or whatever, yeah. the, whatever the the line of delineation was when you could wake up and actually start opening presents. Yeah. But I remember my mom would be like, you get to choose one, and you can have that before the meal, and then later on in the day, you can get hyped up on more sugar. There was always a big deal um, you, you, when you're a kid, and you just can't. I mean, you're just your brain is on fire. It's like I'm yeah. gonna open these presents. Yes, um, and. Then Christmas Eve night, there was always like, oh, okay, you can pick one to open. Yes. And it was a shirt. It was always something. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? That was the socks gift. Nev- yeah, you never got, you never picked the right one. No, no. Well, and a lot of times we would get the same thing. We would get one, but it'd be the one, to your point, that was more functional right. than it was fun. Or it'd be like, you get to pick out the one your sister bought you from when you would go as a, like the school thing, <laughs> and they'd pick right. out, it, it, you Some, have, a, here's five dollars. scholastic book. Yeah, exactly. They'd have like five dollars to choose a gift. Like, oh, gee, thanks, sis. Really appreciate that. <laughs> so, traditions are important, and I I think that Agreed. this bears out in this survey. So, appreciate the phone calls there on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mike Wimacher with you here on Double. Hamburg. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning, December 15th. Hope your Friday's off to a good start and appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. It can be awkward uh, if this is the first holiday meeting your partner's family. That's always kind of yeah. fraught with peril. Yeah. Holidays are a bad time to do that. Yeah. It, it, it all depends on how long you've been together. Mm-hmm. Um, when me and my now wife started dating, now 20 years ago, by the way, um, I can't believe she put up with me that long. It was during the holiday season. She had just come back 
from college and our our first date was like early December and I so I got thrown into the lion's den because before she went back to school we were trying to spend as much time as possible and it wasn't just her parents it was extended family from Wisconsin and another another uncle from Atlanta like I got everything all at once like three week, three weeks into that that, <laughs> that dating relationship so datingadvice.com has shared some tips and tricks for you if you are in that particular situation and 217-629-7970 want to hear from you the first time the first christmas the first time you met and spent time with your partner's family uh, here are some of the tips that they have real quick. They say, don't come empty-handed. Make sure you have, oh, yeah. if you know you're going into it, some type of generic gift. That is what a candle was made for. Candle, bottle of wine, those are things that pretty much you can bring, and at least it looks like you're trying. Yeah. So they say, do that. Learn names. Uh, make sure you know Uncle Bruce and you know Aunt Bobby, whatever it may be. Uh, take note of body language. They say, if you're not sure whether to go in for a hug or opt for a handshake when meeting your partner's family, look for hints from body language. Mm-hmm. That's a good one because there are some, t- every family's got the over exuberant hugger, yeah. but they also have the one that would not hug even their closest family member. Yeah, big Italian family here, and uh, you're, yeah, you're going to get hugged and kissed and groped and everything is going to happen. Yeah, yeah that, shove a meatball in it, your mouth. It and, is, but there's nothing worse than. Going in for a hug when the handshake's there or going in for the handshake when they want to hug. So you got to read that. Uh, Here's one I thought was interesting, that you need to show interest in your partner's childhood because the holidays Mm -hmm. are all about nostalgia. A lot of reminiscence. So when they they bring out and talk about, oh, here's the whole old family videos, don't roll your eyes and be like, oh, I don't want to sit through this. you got to be open to it. Here's one also I think that's important. Listen as much as you talk. Mm-hmm. I think when people are feeling in, in an uncomfortable position, they tend to blabber even more so than usual. So sometimes it's better just to take it in and hear what other people are saying. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm the worst for that because I got nothing to say. <laughs> and so I would just be I'm the ex- useless. I'm the exact opposite, as you can tell. Um, also, they say, and this one's interesting, don't joke at your partner's expense when you first meet their family. Because it's one of those things where sometimes family can make fun of family. Right. But when an outsider comes in and makes fun of family, that's a bridge too far. You're, yeah, and, and family doesn't know what your uh, your level of relationship is. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's good advice. Because you feel like if everyone's joking and laughing and, yeah. and you're like, oh, you'll never guess what so-and-so done. You're like, yeah, I know. They do. And then everyone, mm-hmm. the record scratch. And they're just like, well, I thought this was funny to make fun of them. <laughs> What's going on? And Teresa is fat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh man, my bad. Uh, here's one that I, this is just uh, tried and true. Offer to assist with cleanup. Mm-hmm. Because that just goes to show that you're willing to help out. Slam and I dunk. think it goes, yeah. Um, don't drink too much is another <laughs> one. You don't want to get hammered and then you're just start. you're starting the ripping Could on the person. Imagine? Wow. Uh, and then participate in family games. Because inevitably, some families have that, where it's like Christmas is like game night. I will say, be a little leery, though, when the family has a lot of card games that you have to buy into. Because they may be just taking you for your money. Yeah, possibly. Um, Yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting uh, moment, because I think early on in the relationship, everybody's on, on their best game. And, yes. you know, they want to make friends. They want to make nice. They want it to be cool. When does it turn, though? Because there's always a time where it's like, right, yeah. God, I hate your uncle, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. There is that. I think once, I think until you. Something always happens. I was going to say, I think, I was going to say until you get to marriage. But sometimes people, you know, have a lengthy relationship before they actually get to marriage. So you're right. I don't know what the, when that turning point is where you don't have to put on the airs anymore. Mm-hmm. To where you don't have to put up with people's bs just becomes painful exactly on the holidays but part of me also is like does it ever turn because the holidays you're always supposed to be on your best behavior regardless yeah because i look at my old man he could not stand my mom's mom was not a big fan of hers but you never would have told known it from years of christmas yeah it was he would just put on the happy face and sit there and get his cashews and his handkerchief and a book like he would every year 
and just go about his business. So I don't know if it ever turns to where you actually act on it, but I think it's there's a turn of when you let your partner know mm-hmm. I'm not having fun here. Right, so right, we right, should right. not be we should not be sticking around longer than we need to. <laughs> exactly. Is what it boils down to. We'll take a break for news. We come back, watch, which is an organization that talks about the most dangerous toys. Oh, yeah, We yeah. will give you their their top 10 dangerous toys, the ones you should stay away from this holiday season. We'll make you better informed of that. Oh! I'll never tire of old Bernie. Oh! Exhausted. But it's Friday. Still making that noise to this day. He is. <laughs> even if he's not even on screen. Oh, sit down, uh, sit down, sit down. <laughs> It is Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson with you on this Friday morning, December 15th. Last hour, we talked about the hottest toys of 2023. Right now, we're going to talk about the most dangerous toys. Bring it on. According to Watch, which sometimes you come up with what you want your name of your organization to be, and then you try to shoehorn in what the acronym means. Is this one forced? Yes. Okay. Here's what it means. World Against Toys Causing Harm, or WASH. Yeah. So here is the list of the uh, top 10 worst toys for 2023. But 217-629-7970, we want to hear from you. Was there a toy that you had growing up that looking back you go, eh, probably shouldn't have had that Probably one. shouldn't have had that one. Probably a little bit on the dangerous side. Yeah, absolutely. So here's uh, WASH's top 10 worst toys of 2023. They have the Disney, the Little Mermaid, King Triton's all-powerful trident. <laughs> and they say potential blunt force oh, and yeah. eye injuries. It's pointy. Yeah, when you got your trident. Ah, look at me go. Uh, up next, the original Squishmallow Razy. They say the Squishmallow has a potential for suffocation. Sure. Because, it just, I don't know, a small kid has it and just the next thing you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'll lead off the dangerous toys you should not have. As a kid, my mom, God bless her, she went to Sears Surplus a lot, and that is where toys went to basically die. Yeah. It was like either going and being bought at Sears Surplus or get thrown in the dumpster. And so for some reason, my mother thought, and maybe it was at my dad's kind of coaxing, that inflatable giant boxing gloves would be awesome for me and my sister to have <laughs> so that if we were to fight... They had these inflatable, you just put your yeah. hand in there and these inflatable gloves, and you just beat the crap out of each other yeah. with these inflatable boxing gloves. Which, what could go wrong? What could go wrong indeed? And then, you know, dad, every once in a while, put them on and you'd act up and be like, all right, you want to fight? Mm-hmm. Not, the, not the smartest toy to have in the house because one time they popped. <laughs> wow, you hit so hard it popped. Yeah, and then it would start, start to deflate, and then someone jacked someone in the, with a nice body Man. blow. Not great in the Windmocker household, but 217-629-7970. What were your dangerous toys growing up? Uh, they have the soccer bopper, which has a potential for blunt force and impact injury. Mm-hmm. Seems with bopper in the title, that may happen. This was interesting. A die-cast fast food truck. And I guess because of the tiny parts that go along for the food part of the truck, that could be a potential choking hazard. Uh, Our generation hop-in dog carrier, which seems like you are, are you afraid that the kids? It's a toy? Yeah. That the kids are going to have potential choking injuries from that one. Oh. I guess once again, smaller pieces. I thought they would get locked in or something. I thought so too. Uh, (laughs) I love this one. The Orby Seeds. Anything, anytime you have seeds, the little things, yeah. that can be bad for what anyone. It? Uh, basically, it's these little kind of Orbeez. You can kind of put them in a little gun and shoot them or whatever, uh. but it's like a little pellet enough where it could, you could choke on it. This one makes sense. It'd be dangerous. The Splat R Ball Dude Perfect Blaster. <laughs> Once again, I will say that name. Yes. I want to see that Christmas list of like, Santa, I want a splat R-ball dude perfect blaster. It sounds fun. It does. What does it do? It it shoots. It shoots. It shoots things. It's, it's yeah. Splatters. You know what? I should look it up here. Okay. Of, of, I'll of the, check here. The splat R-ball dude perfect blaster is, and once again, this is the top 10 worst toys of 2023, according to Watch. Um, the B-Toys Make a Melody musical instrument set. How can that be dangerous? But they say potential ingestion and choking injury. What do you have the splatter ball dude perfect blaster? Yeah, what it's doing is it's uh, it's shooting balls of water 
What? Yeah. Uh, Balls of water? Water beads. Oh, okay. Uh, And it comes comes with a 400-round integrated magazine. Good Lord! Just snap in there and just go to town. It's, so, it's probably a drowning hazard. It's probably yeah, it well, they say potential for eye injuries. Yeah. But that seems like, God, look how far we've come. Remember when we were going up, it, when it came to water gun fights, you would have to go to the bucket and load up your pistol and like blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then like. This kit comes with integrated pyro glow-in-the-dark technology. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, the, uh, along with uh, 500 gel rounds of splat R-ball pyro ammo. <laughs> Does it blow up on impact? Yes. Glasses and battery with charging cable included. Oh, okay. So well, I see where you have the eye injury. You got to wear the glasses when yeah. you go. God, that it sounds <laughs> like fun, cool. though. It yeah. does sound pretty cool. So basically, cool. yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like paintball, but it's softer. Yeah. There we, we, I'm also fraught with peril if you miss and you hit the wall. Pretty cool. Talk about dangerous toys. 217-629-7970. Hi, you're on WMAY. Uh, good morning, Eminem. Hey, yes. Uh, good morning. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, you know, kind of a cliche, I guess, of the the, the toy I had when I was a kid. That probably uh, you're probably a little bit too young, uh, Mike, but Johnny probably remembers the the, the infamous uh, yard darts, the lawn darts, <laughs> yeah, the jarts uh, that were actually metal tipped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the amount of head injuries that probably came from those. And um, but the. Yeah, you would throw those things. It didn't even occur to anybody. No. And th- these things were, I mean, th- and they were hard. They were, it wasn't like, you know, because now they have like tulips on the end or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, bounce. yeah, come on, toughen up, kids. But these things would impale into the ground and your head sometimes. Um, the the Dude Perfect, um, I don't know if you're familiar with their YouTube channel or not. Yeah. Okay. And I, mean, I mean, I imagine everybody is aware of I think it's just kind of annoying the the trick shot. Yeah, uh, yep, that's how they made genres. their fame. But they've now branched out to blasters, apparently. <laughs> I, apparently, I mean, everybody has some sort of a a blaster now. There's the uh, uh, the one that's on Kill Tony all the time that they give away to their comedians for free. So the the gel blasters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Appreciate, yep. appreciate one, you too. Thanks. Appreciate the phone call two one seven six two nine seven nine seven. Yeah, jarts were always a dangerous toy. You probably, although I had fun playing with that. Like I had the later model, not the tulips ones. They still had the heavy metal tips, but oh. it never occurred to throw it at someone. Growing up, my brother had a model airplane that was attached to a a center hub uh, with a big metal wire on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, So essentially, this thing is whipping around in the living room and it, yeah, if you walked in between it, it, it would it would take your neck off. I mean, it would just Lap. absolutely, yeah, just stupid, <laughs> like a razor wire. Hi, you're on WMAY. No, dude, those dude blasters hurt. Do they? Oh, do they? Um, yeah, no, it could, especially whenever you're getting hit with like 100 of them in about <laughs> 10, 10 seconds. Very okay. true. The 400 magazine, right. that's true. Yeah, it's a 400-round hopper, and uh, but, I mean, it, is it a lot of fun? Absolutely. Oh, it has to be. It has I to be. I mean, especially when you're on the other end shooting them. Yeah, very um, true. But but you are correct, especially with the old water guns. You know, you were sitting there filling it at the five-gallon bucket while everybody else is shooting you. Yeah. I mean, it was just – they basically were just waiting for someone – to be the ADD kid and waste all the water first. Yes. And, and all of a sudden, he's going to fill up. Everybody's like, shoot the target. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing, uh, another toy that my sister got growing up was a Pocahontas hair braider. Oh, no. Oh, I know what you're talking and, about. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I know where it's this is like, going. It it takes two strips of hair and or, you know, two yeah lanes or whatever and twists them and then it twists the, the single strands and then it twists them to, to together and so they were trying to do something i don't know but it got put on wrong and needless to say sister got a hair haircut yeah it, it, um, it's, it's it's the equivalent of attaching your hair to an electric drill, drill and just being and spinning it so that it you know uh, yeah but this had the attachments for two of them uh-huh like oh, wow. it, oh, oh my god! Even more yeah. problems. Oh yeah, nice like French it, braid. It barely yeah. looked like a fork. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing like a Sinead O'Connor Christmas in your household because of the Pocahontas hair braider. Appreciate the phone call. Nice to hear from Mayor Langfelder. Yeah, <laughs> especially. Uh, 
Uh, finally, a couple of the last two on the list of Dangerous Toys of 2023. The Zumo Turbo Disc Launcher. Wow. That doesn't seem like it uh, would be a problem. And the Carve Pro Stunt Scooter. Also on the list of dangerous toys. Even if it wasn't a stunt scooter, you're going to try to do stunts. Oh, God, yeah. Nobody just, like, pedals around on that thing. Yeah, even the big wheels from back oh, in the yeah. day. If you, you, I, my friend got a Knight Rider big wheel, and we're like, well, now we got to make a ramp. got to make a ramp. We got, you know, because it had the running... Oh, he has gone nuts at Christmas. On that yearly holiday. Sorry, I had to go. Yogi Yogason, one of my dad's favorite Christmas Christmas carols from back in the day. It's Mike and Molson with you here on WMAY. And the reason why I went with Yogi Yogason, because I found this, and if nothing else, we like to judge humor here on this particular show. And so I have from Romper, which is a website that I didn't know existed. They have listed here, they call it 80 Christmas dad jokes that are sure to slay. S-L-E-I-G-H. Hey-oh. Off for a good start. Yes. So uh, we will go through some of these and you can use them if you'd like in uh, your Christmas gatherings. But we will judge some of them. Uh, that we go through here, whether yay or nay. Now, remember, inherently, dad jokes supposed to be bad. Yeah. But bad in a good way. Right. So here we go. These are Christmas dad uh, you, jokes. You've qualified it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what did Santa... You're, it's like you want people to be disappointed. Yes. What did Santa say after returning to the North Pole? I don't know, Mike. What did Santa say after returning to the North Pole? <laughs> There's no place like home. <laughs> How much did Santa's sleigh cost? How much? It was on the house. That's a pretty good one. That is a pretty good one. That's a pretty good joke. Um, <laughs> what's a snowman's favorite snack? Oh, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of different ways you can go with this one. Yeah. They you could go dirty if you wanted right. to, but this is a family program. Right. Wait for the wait for the R-rated version to the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. The answer to what a snowman's favorite snack is is ice crispy treats. Mm. Yeah, that one didn't work. <laughs> no, that was a reach. Why is a broken drum the best Christmas present? Why is a broken drum? You know drum- this one, right? I, I don't know if I do or not. You can't beat it. Because you can't beat it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, this? these are 80 Christmas dad yeah. jokes guaranteed to slay. What do you call Santa if he's broke? So you got a broke? A, a, a broke hoe? <laughs> I like your answer better. That's much better. Okay. No, they say St. Nicholas. Oh, St. Nicholas, of course. Because, yeah. Uh, how, do L, how do the elves respond when Santa takes attendance? I don't know. Presents. Pres- presents. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this one's bad. What's Santa's favorite candy? Mmm. It's no one's favorite candy. Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. That's a stretch. Like, what are you doing did, here? Did chat GPT write these? Because <laughs> it they really did. has that we're, feeling. We're, by the way. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. We're only seven into the 80, and we're already going groan. <laughs> I can't wait for the next Brian, couple of minutes. postponed today so we can <laughs> exactly. finish this list. Exactly. Uh, what happened to the person who stole the advent calendar? I don't know. They got 25 days. Um, yeah, yeah. This, I don't think these are. I don't think these are real. Oh, what, this doesn't even seem to make sense. Yeah. What do elderly elves use to walk around? Hmm. By the way, who thinks of elderly Can, elves? Elderly elves. Don't they just get taken out back after a certain I mean, part? Is it candy just, canes? Is it? Heyo! Yeah. Don't 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 ring the bell for that. <laughs> don't ring the bell for that. That was an obvious one. Why was the candy cane so expensive? I don't know. Why. It was in mint condition. <laughs> now now I'm just rapid firing these. Yeah. Okay, this one. Why would even? Why would this even come up? Why did the? What did the sheep say at Christmas? Hmm. Fleece Navidad. Yeah, you know it's it's nice to have <laughs> a couple in your pocket. You know, just you need to, it. Yeah, just to have. But but none of these are worth storing. The the that well, how much did Santa's sleigh cost? It was on the house. That's a good one. I'd keep that one in my back pocket. Yeah. The rest of these. How does? By the way, it's how a does, B minus. How does sheep at Christmas come up? Unless you're looking at the nativity and go, hey, by the way, you know what the yeah, sheep said right. at Christmas? Yeah. Sheep, not a very Christmassy animal. No, fleece Navidad. Uh, what do you say if someone asks if you can name all of Santa's reindeer? 
What do you say? Say no, they already have names. Yeah, this, these, aren't, <laughs> these aren't real. These aren't real. These are chat GBT. Yeah. No one ever used these jokes in the history of ever. Yeah. I mean, Let it, me ask you there this. Has, there hasn't been one yet where it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that one before. Let me ask you this. Okay. Someone, someone's, you do the, someone comes up with the, what do you say if someone asks you name all the way? No, they all have names. Can you kick them in the junk? Yeah. Is that is that the correct response? Do you reindeer hoof them right in the old bag of Renos? Uh-huh. Right in the you old take Santa all their sack? Presents and you throw them in the fireplace. I think you burn it all down. Oh, this what? is unfortunate. I what? thought this was going to be good. <laughs> I'm only going to get through a quarter of them. I will leave the rest of them for you to find at Romper. Uh, what do you call a kitty dressed as Santa? <laughs> Santa Claus with a W. Okay. Uh, why does Santa use Spotify instead of Apple Music? Because he loves Spotify wrapped. That's ChatGBT because they wrap up your year. <laughs> Crickets. These are crap. They are crap. Five more. Uh, what What do <laughs> so many call their offspring? Wait, 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 wait. Children. <laughs> where Where does Santa store his suit? Where? In his closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do reindeers say before they tell a joke? What do they say? This one's going to slay you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I enjoy a good pun. I do, too, but these but are terrible. These are just not... Three more. Here okay, we go. sure, why not? <laughs> this has been a great bit so far. Yeah. Why not continue on? Did you hear about the angry snowman? No. It had a meltdown. Okay. <laughs> why did the Grinch go to the liquor store? Okay, I have hope for this. This is more an adult-leaning dad joke with liquor in there. Why did the Grinch go to the liquor store? Why? He was searching for some holiday spirit. Get it? I get it. (laughs) I get it. I hate it. (laughs) And finally, I'll leave the other 60 for you to read. What do you tell an anxious snowman? Mm. You need to chill Chill out. out. Hey, you got two out of them. Okay. These were terrible. Like, wow. it was even worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, those aren't dad jokes. I mean, they're just They're not just even... bad. They're just... They're not even puns. Yeah. They're not even dad they're jokes. Not, yeah. They're just crap. Because they're not, they're not even... They're not even dad enough to warrant an eye roll or... A, they're just frustrating. They're just... They're, those are frustrating they're, jokes. They're not even... Jokes fu- should not make you mad. They're not even funny in that terrible The Room movie type of way. Right. They're just... Yeah, God. I think anyone right in the yam bags. That's their Christmas gift if they use any one of these. Hi, you're on WMAY. Those are horrible. Yeah. Um. So why was the uh, snowman ha- happy? Why? Why? Because he saw the because he saw the snowblower coming. Hey, oh, <laughs> see, that's a good one. That's the best one we've had, and that's an original from an actual person. Thank you. Uh, you win, sir. That's wrong in so many right ways. God, those are terrible. But yeah. uh, Romper is a website if you want to bore yourself to tears uh. with the other sixty. God, can you imagine by the end of that? Yeah, you just no. want to throw yourself in the fire. No, nothing. Sessions presents a Peter Griffin Christmas, featuring such standards as. Everybody, look at the snow in the yard. And who could forget? I brought these gifts for you. They're up in my bum. And everyone's favorite. La 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 la. Look at the bells. Look at the bells. Holy crap! Here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. See, that's funny. There you go. That is that is good Christmas hilarity. No, I had I'm to cleanse. I had to cleanse the palate after that uh, last bit we did here with the bad dad jokes. It is. Mike and Molson here, wrapping up the show on a Friday. Thank you for tuning in. We will make this available for an extra podcast uh, sometime next week. But the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, a new episode, will be dropping later on this afternoon. Uh, we wrap up today's show with something I don't think anyone in the history of ever actually enjoyed. The Office Holiday Party. Man, yeah. It, and, and here's the irony. The irony is the rank and file... Demand it. Correct. You know, the employees want, they say, well, how could, how could we not have a Christmas this party? And then you have it and you go, I really wish we didn't have that Christmas party. <laughs> right. 217-629-797. You want to hear your uh, best or worst office Christmas party story because apparently they're now being scaled back. Mm-hmm. Thankfully that they're being scaled back. More than half, by the way, a, link, a LinkedIn survey of 6,000 people found more than half plan to skip 
the office holiday party this year. And that's a good idea, right? It is. I just, it, it, you, but you feel obligated to go, don't you? Yeah, I At mean, least yeah, make yeah, an you're, appearance. You're torn, you're torn between. Sure, you want to. You want to. Those are those are the people you spend a lot of time with. You want to have some good cheer with them, and then it's just. It's never. It's. There's ex- extracurricular stuff that goes on. There's a white elephant giveaway thing oh, where you yeah. got to steal the gift, and there's. Thank God we only have three employees here to want to have to do a secret Santa. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really fantastic. I don't have yeah. to worry about that whole thing because it's an odd number. Yeah, exactly. Who's giving who a present? That's always another thing too. I don't yeah. feel like you have to be obligated to no. take to take part in. God no. So, but thankfully, uh, people are starting to come to their senses and just saying, you know what, we don't need it. Just you know what, the money you would take to put on a party, just give me the cash. Right. I'll party on my own. Hi, you're on WMAY. Well, apparently the mayor of Boston was trying to save money because she just made it for one certain uh, nationality or race to be able to go to her Christmas party. Okay. Are we anything. supposed to be? Are we, are we supposed to be outraged about this? Yeah, this supposed, I mean, Kilmeade's on, and, and yeah. Clay and Buck are on yeah. in a couple hours. I'm sure they'll cover it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of bad. So, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why you don't go to office Christmas parties, right there. Two one seven six two nine talking politics seven nine seventy. We, I mean, we've had some in the past. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the first one I ever showed up to. Uh, thankfully. Like, early on in my career here, I had the out of a lot of times they would have the Christmas party and I would be doing basketball games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't have to go. But I remember, like, one of the times I actually showed up after a basketball game because it was like, I, I think it was a couple years in a row we were doing basketball and I had opted out of it. And everyone's like, oh, you should come, you should come. And I walked in and there was karaoke going on. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. And I was like, okay, what's going on with this? I mean, if it were just hanging out, having dinner, a few and then, drinks, and then be on sit your way with the people you like, yes, like you're supposed to. Correct. Avoid the people you don't like. You know, none of this, none of this assigned seating stuff. Oh, well, oh we want you to mingle, mingle, force you to do this. No, no, I don't want to mingle with no, people. There are cliques. Yes, there are, and just For deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't want to talk to the rest of these people. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi. I've always, I've never had the, I guess, experience of office Christmas parties, but when I was a restaurant manager back in the 90s, uh, we'd always close on a Sunday night around this time of year and, and have a appreciation party. Mm-hmm. You get a bunch of servers and busboys <laughs> and bartenders and cooks together, and it's a very entertaining time. I but, was going to uh, say, was there, I, ever, was there ever a food conglomeration that you can't believe actually was made at one of those things? And you go, there's no way we can put it on the menu, but, man, that was delicious. It was. Yeah, we used to, oh, blackened prime rib steak fingers. You take, oh, uh, you my God. prime rib, and you slice it into roughly the size of your index finger, that size of square, and then you blacken it, and, oh, they're incredible. They're absolutely incredible. Oh, now we're talking. But, uh, I want to go to that party. I think the biggest downfall of the holiday Christmas party is HR now being in charge of most companies. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah. I mean, you say that, but there, there's always the that next one, day, yeah. somebody has to get a, a talking to, no matter what. Somebody, yeah. There's always at least there's one person. Someone. Somebody has to have a conversation behind a closed door. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. I want those blackened prime rib fingers yeah. now. That, that sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah, but when I walked in uh, and the karaoke was going on, I was like, okay, and me being me, I was like, well, all right, well, what's the most inappropriate one? Oh, that was the year you busted out the, the Humpty Dance. Yes. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, and it was relatively early in my career mm-hmm. here. I think I'd only been here about, I think it was the second year I was here. And so I was like, what can I do uh, that is going to be inappropriate enough to where, oh, no. uh, you know, it's going to push the envelope a you little bit. You knocked it out of the park. Thank Mike, you. Mike can do the entire Humpty Dance top to bottom and never look at the screen. Yeah, it was impressive. For the words. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, had I thought that bit. was great. I and thought that was great. And the best part was by the end of the song, right. I had people standing and dancing along. And that was yeah. my best memory of actual the holiday parties here. And then Jim Leach gets up, may he rest in peace, and <laughs> the radio misses you. Rest and in sings, power. Uh, <laughs> and sings uh, "Wonderful Christmas Time" or something. You know. Yeah, so he, he just he, 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 he always he, he, he spoils everything. He did. He was the worst. He'd bring out that ELO crap, and he'd be like, <laughs> right. "Don't bring me down." You know what's bring me down? You singing the ELO. 
Knock it off with your ELO singing. That has no business being in my Christmas. Look, if we can still make fun of Jim Leach months after he's left, uh, that, that's good. I think. That's yeah, the, that's that's filled with Christmas yeah, cheer. Right. And, it, it, and and he would have wanted it that way. I he think it was. I think it was in his will. I want I think, Mike and Molson still to rip on me long <laughs> to this day. You know, uh, if we were to have AI generated Jim Leach news at some point on this station, yeah. I would still. Make sure it was some weird sex story before I threw it to the AI news Absolutely. person. That's the way he would have wanted it. That's the it. way he would have wanted it. God, I miss him. I miss him too <laughs> so much. Although I'm, I'm thankful that he left some pity awards behind to let <laughs> oh, us know yeah. just how good he was. Yeah, he couldn't fit all of his awards in his box he, as he was walking he, out the door. Right, exactly. There's too many for his car. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't, I don't have that them. kind of suspension in my no. <laughs> in my Hyundai. There's only so much I can tow in this thing. <laughs> the weight of all my awards uh, and accolades uh, is just too much. For me, uh, oh, this is fun. Yes, we, we Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Jim. Yeah, we, we love you, Jim, and we miss you. Yeah, Godspeed, <laughs> Godspeed, Jim, Godspeed. Godspeed indeed. But please, I'm just I'm just happy I don't have to hear another ELO so- song sung by you. Yeah. That's the best part of my Christmas, Johnny. Thank you so much for joining me as always on a Friday. Uh, and then listen for the Too Good for Radio yes. podcast. Where you know wherever you get podcasts. Yes, all, a.k.a. the Sex and Poop podcast. So yeah, uh, just a little, little bit of a teaser of what may be coming in this.